This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I am Nat, and I'm here with Justin, and the Warriors have been eliminated from the playoffs. It's been a while since we've had this. Uh, second round, six games, so, you know. Not the worst in the world, but um, yeah, they're eliminated. So, you know, there's a part of me, Justin, I'm not going to lie to you, that feels relieved. <laughs> like, this season. No, I'm not going to lie. This season. Yeah, I, no, I feel the same been, way. Yeah, so up and down. And it's just like, it definitely sucks to lose, but. I don't want Steph losing no more finals. I want any other finals he gets to, he wins. So that's mm-hmm. that's honestly how I feel about that. And um, he deserves better. He deserves better. And like no one showed up for him in tonight. They haven't really showed up for him in this series. I still think it was an awful decision by Steve Kerr to not play Jonathan Kaminga or try him at all in this series. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, they really should have won game one or game four. Cause even if they don't win any games on the road, it's just a seven game series and you likely win it at home, you know, in game seven. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, but just like, you know, going into this series, like all the Reeves better than Jordan pool, we're, we're just beyond that. Like their bench players gave them something and like our guys did not. And like, I just did not foresee that, you know, I didn't foresee Jonathan Kaminga not being in the rotation. I did not foresee Dante shrinking sort of the way he did. I mean, he did show up tonight. Shout out to him for that. I think he had like one other game, but in these playoffs, he hasn't been great. Jordan Poole, we all know what's up with him. Um, Draymond Green, it's like, okay, so you were offended for one game last game, so you showed up, and then today, like, no force, no nut, like, bro, when you see no one else is scoring, no one else is doing nothing, Steph in the post game the other day is saying, when he's aggressive like that, it's good for us. Why are you not aggressive like that tonight? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Why are you not aggressive like that tonight? That's that's been the story of the Warriors entire season. Inconsistency, very high highs, very low lows. And I mean, and after was, he, after he withstands that first punch for y'all and gets y'all back in at the beginning of the game, and still then none of y'all could show up. Mm-hmm. It just um let me not let me first of all, I'm I'm excusing uh wigs from this people may not like that but wigs got hurt last night the last game so like we didn't know what we could get from him i'm not holding it against wigs and loon he was out there rebounding and getting us some extra possessions so they're exempt from this but for me but everyone else you know clay thompson i I think the Warriors have to really think about Klay Thompson going forward. Like, I just, yeah, I get it. Shot variants, all of that. But I just, I don't think you can rely on him to be Steph's number two. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, you can't. I mean, he just, he can't give you, I don't think, 
consistent enough performances. I um, agree. I agree that he shouldn't necessarily be relied on to be the number two. Um, but the only thing that I'll say to that is that last year he wasn't really relied on to be the number two and they still had enough, you know, around stuff because Jordan was so good. Um, it was kind of like a number two by committee thing. And I thought, and I do still think that that formula can work going forward. It's just, uh, that committee just can't have multiple guys on it that, that aren't showing up, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to, to think about Jordan Poole. Like I want to be clear that I don't think Jordan Poole has lost his talent, but I don't know if he's going to find his way on this team. Meaning like, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think it was going to come back this postseason. But I just don't know if it's going to come back because to me it is clear that Jordan Poole is not happy in his situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's mental at this point. So, yeah, does a fresh new season maybe change that? Yeah, but I just – I don't see how it's going to work. He wants to be starting. I don't think he's done anything to demonstrate that he should be on this team or any team. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like – I understand that desire that he has. I understand that desire that um, Kaminga has. And I just, you know, if the plan is just to continue with our starting five as the starting five, I don't know what you're going to do with all these young guys. Mm -hmm. Because they do also deserve to be like playing and, you know. And I mean, Shams just right on time dropped this article pretty much detailing that that reality and saying that, you know, Kaminga's people are going to come to the Warriors and say, hey, if I can't play going forward, send me somewhere else. And he's correct about that. Like, he's right to be feeling that way. Um, and Moody, too. I mean, Moody played in this series and he played in the playoffs, but after the whole season of not playing, you know, he has to be thinking, like, well, I played last playoffs, too. You know, like, they need to either, you know, get these young guys up to speed as quick as they can, which requires playing them or move them for, for players that you trust more to play. Um, and you're and seeing they're, they're on the bench and they're like, look at clay. He's playing like shit. So why can't I get time? That's what they thinking. Yeah. Look at Draymond not showing up for half of the series. Um, It's just, yeah, it was a, it was sadly doomed to fail from the beginning. Uh, but we always held out hope because you put hope in into Steph pretty much. And he tried his best. Like his his shot kind of, you know, went a little bit in this series, but he's had to carry such a crazy load all this season and uh in that especially in that first round series to to get and them to this point. They've been playing every other night. They've been playing every other night. And the Lakers are putting night. him to work. So I don't care if his shot is gone because his shot was gone. But it's not like, remember in 20, all the years when KD won finals MVP, it was because on nights where he wasn't shooting well, right? He didn't mm. score a lot of points and he shot badly. Steph is still getting close to 30 and still, you know, his three-point shot isn't there. But he's still, like, playmaking. Mm-hmm. He was still scoring. So I don't really give a shit how inefficient he was, to be honest. Um, right. They didn't give him nothing. Yeah. And he deserves better. For sure. And they, they got to do all they can to give him the best shot to continue competing to win championships uh, going forward. Whatever that well, looks I, like, they have to do it. I just hope he's going to be a little bit more... Um, Hands-on. Not only that, but I hope he's going to be a little bit more like throwing his weight around because mm-hmm. I get it that they won last year. But we knew that they, the vets always had, like, concerns about this plan. And, like, to me, mm-hmm. Steph could have shut down the plan. You know what I'm saying? He could have shut down the plan. He, and he, he didn't. Have. And all this, like, trust in them and trust in everybody. And, like, you know what I'm saying? They, they did not set you up to succeed. They're not setting up any of those young guys to succeed. So, you know you got to really think about what the approach is going to be because Mm -hmm. 
someone has to get traded to get other pieces. Um, Correct. And it still seems like Poole is the best person to do that with. But that Correct. being said, even if you do that, you still have like, what are you doing with Jonathan Kaminga? What are you doing with him? I, mean, I think you it's know, leaning more and more. Huh? Yeah. I think it's leaning more and more in the direction of him being packaged as well. Um, those two contracts combined is about $34 million next year. Two young players that are obviously going to be pretty good in the future going forward. You know, they've obviously were they're drafted by the Warriors and, you know, it would be sad to see those guys go. But at the end of the day, when you're competing for championships, for one, first and foremost, it has to be right with Steph to the wheels, wheels fall off because you're not going to get another player of his caliber for another lifetime. So um, as much as you like the young guys and, you know, see them get drafted and you want to see them do well, uh, you got to, you got to lean into what has made you a dynasty and you got to lean into Steph and, and those guys. So Moody if it, if right now, to that, I got to come to that. Yeah, I mean, Moody right now is the only one. And I mean, I don't think he is as good as Clay, obviously. But he's like the only one in terms of, because it's just like, I always think about like, okay, well, because like, you know, positionally, like Jonathan Kaminga can't do what Dre does. So Dre is like, to me, almost safe by default in a way, because, you know, Mm -hmm. but to me, Clay is the tricky one. And it's just like, same thing with Andrew Wiggins, because first of all, you need his defense, <laughs> you know, he, he covers, you know, for clay on some level. Mm. I remember saying one time that, you know, I, I wasn't sure if the Warriors were going to sign wigs, resign him because I'm like, that creates a natural conflict with Jonathan Kaminga. Oh yeah. And I got like, you know, People were coming at me acting like I was saying, like, I don't want wigs. And that's not what I was saying. And I love wigs. But it's just like, mm-hmm. there's nowhere for him. So when people like he has to like earn his spot, who's he gonna earn it over? Who's he gonna earn it right. over? Right. It doesn't mean he can't play well and help, but who's he gonna earn it over? It can only be gray or it can only be wigs. Pretty much. It can only Unless be one they, of those two. And Wiggs is, yeah. in his, Wiggs is in his prime. He's not, like, yeah. you know, older. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, unless Dre just moved full-time to center, which is not going to happen. You're, you're right. So it was – I mean, it was, it was one of those things that's almost, like, too good to be true. I mean, obviously, it was always too good to be true to try to do these two things at the same time. Um, you know, and if you are going to do it, you have to do it with a player like a Moses Moody, who, you know, both from a personality standpoint and just from a game standpoint, he's not looking to take someone's starting spot anytime soon. Obviously he's confident in himself and I'm sure he would like to, um, play heavy minutes and start and every, every player wants that, but it just doesn't seem like that's his path. Like I said, he always has more like a loony path to me where like, maybe year five, six or something, he becomes a full-time starter and, you know, takes off from there. But leading up to that point, he should be kind of like in that super sub, depending on the matchup, he can play a lot and really make a difference type of high value, low cost player. Um, And that's the, those are the type of, if you're going to bring in young guys, those are the young guys you have to bring in. You're not going to groom the next super star underneath a current generational talent. Without, without playing, playing them. Right. It's just and not, I think it's, it's crazy that happen. people think that they're selfish. Like, it's like, do you at your job sit and be like, okay, I won't go for a promotion. I won't go for something. I won't try because it's this person's time. I'm just going to wait. And I'm like, it's one mm-hmm. thing if you're saying, okay, wait six months, maybe wait a year. This is going to be years. <laughs> right. Like, do people realize that? And, and I, that's that's what shows you that the thought process behind this entire thing was, oh, they're going to be done in like a year or two. 
you know, Clay two two major injuries. He's gonna be not not that good, you know. What I mean, and he didn't have the best playoffs this year, but I do think he's just he's much more capable of playing better. Like if he just wasn't capable of playing any better, like he's has no burst, he's washed, all that type of stuff. Sure. I think he legitimately just slumped at a terrible time, you know, and he had his normal space cadet moments and stuff like that that he needs to clean up. But it didn't look like Clay and Dre were just washed out there. It just looked like they were playing bad. And that's those are two different things to me. Yeah, so, but I mean, I honestly, you can't rely on them to play well in like at these moments. You know, Dre had to get benched last year in the Boston series. There were matchups sure. that were not good for him. I mean, those to me, too, are also things that we got to take into consideration. Like, yeah, Dre is the quarterback of the defense, but we got to get some other like impactful kind of players that like because. I agree. You know, this and it, you and you take that into consideration with how you form the rest of the roster, uh, because the reality behind it is no one's taking Dre's contract and no one's taking Clay's contract at when they're playing like this. You're not going to get the value back for them that you have with them. Like no one is taking in that forty million from no, Clay and giving sure you back anything not. substantial. I mean, I don't even know so, if Dre's going to get the kind of contract that he's seeking. So I feel like he's probably just going to opt in. You know, but for sure, Clay has going to opt in. Clay has what another year, right? I think another two, maybe. I got to double check that, but let's look. Yeah, but I mean, I think last year they lucked into the formula, right? They kind of threw something at the wall, said, "Okay, we're going to bring in Otto, take a chance on him. We're going to bring in Gary, take a chance on him. Bring in Belly, take a chance on him." And they just happened to be three of the better role players in the NBA that season because they fit the Warrior system so well. And in those moments where Clay wasn't his best, where Drake wasn't his best, you had a guy like Otto that you can plug in. Um, obviously, Jordan was playing much better last season. Uh, and um, the the combination of Jordan and Gary together and auto together it just made up for when clay and dre weren't at their best and they they were already flawed players even at their peaks but now at older ages and stuff like that they're definitely going to be even more flawed and just understanding how the money works is how the dynamics of the league work where you're just not going to get that value back for them in any trades you have to do what you can to supplement them like around them to you know, make them better and cover up for when they aren't as good or be able to sit them for a few minutes, like bench them, you know, like, yeah, that's just how it has to go. Clay is up and next if you gotta, year, that's what I thought. Sorry, I'm looking. At the end of, at the end of next, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that makes sense. One more year. Yeah, and then, like Drake Dre opted in. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, so they're both unrestricted. If Dre opts in, they're both unrestricted at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Clay, I mean they should be. They should be he like can't twenty get no million. I know that's what he wanted, but he oh, he's getting deal. close to that. He's not getting no. close to that, and that's okay. I mean, I don't, I don't see him saying like, "All right, y'all not gonna get me max. I'm leaving." I just don't see that. It's like, and also, bro, no one's gonna probably, pay him that. No one's gonna pay him exactly. That. And that's why it's just like. To the me, only player kinda... they have that's worth max money is um it's Steph. <laughs> it's Steph. But like honestly, I'm at the point because like this is how I felt in 2016, right? It's like I never thought they needed Kevin Durant, and I still maintain that, right? But I used to always say Steph never had a true number two. And people would be like, wait, hey. and I'm just like he never had a true number two. That is not what Clay is. If Clay was a true number two, when Steph was injured in 2016, they would have leaned more into Clay Thompson. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they could not. The way that it was like a two-man game between Steph, I mean, between LeBron and Kyrie. Right. Can't do that with Clay. Yeah, because he cannot create now, his like, own shot at an elite level. Kevin Durant was just a way better version (laughs) of what you needed. You know, neither one Mm -hmm. of them were really a number two. It was like two ones. But the point is that Steph deserves to have a second co-star, just like the way everyone else does, you know? And so while I agree with you that, 
there's probably a formula to it being Steph and then getting him really good help. I just, I do think they need to really try to look into getting him a second star. I do. Like one, you know, it can be like a B-level person, a C, you know, whatever. I'm not saying it has to be, you know, but, and I don't even know who that could be, but I'm just saying someone who can create for themselves, for others, who can be reliable. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I know some people look at Paul George as like not a reliable number two, but like to me, it's like a Paul George level player. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I mean, and I don't know who that is, but I'm, I'm just not saying that, huh? Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm, yeah. I'm not against that at all. I just, I just, I find it hard to see how that happens, like how it, how it comes about. I mean, like, you never know. Money wise, I mean, yeah, you never know it, but like money wise, one of Clay or Dre or some one of the the next level of contracts underneath Steph could match somebody but i just don't now, see play becomes more attractive since next year is his last year it's an expiring contract right sort of like russ yeah um you also just kind of need a special situation where there's another you know disgruntled star somewhere or you know kind of like it was what russ for cp3 right uh yeah i mean look i know people are not gonna like it and it's just not but like their only path to getting someone is to trade and so it's like yes jordan and, and maybe a jordan and kaminga kind of deal gets it done but mm -hmm. but then it's like what about your depth you know how do you fill out the, mm. then then you're like top heavy like the suns you know and then even if you yeah. keep a clay and you bring in a guy like that there's is clay going to accept being third you know or because i've always thought that clay was the when things like over time would like play out i always thought clay was the likely target and should be the person that probably comes off the bench but we've heard reports that Clay never wants to do that and he doesn't, right? And so that's what I mean. Like to me, of everyone, Clay's ego has actually been the hardest to manage. Yeah, I, I agree on that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not really arguable. Um, yeah. It's just they gotta they got a lot to think about. Obviously, they gotta make sure Bob is well, they don't have to make sure Bob is there, but I think it would be beneficial. If they, you know, I don't even mind if I know everyone's acting like he is the, you know, but like to me, like I think you need fresh voices. And if it's not going to be in the form of a coach, like just someone else who may have like good insight, you know, like just thinks differently. Cause like to me, you keep in Bob and it's more of the same, you know, like the same kind of thinking, the same kind of, you know, we don't shake things up a certain way, we don't do things a certain way. And like I think it's good to make change. And and maybe if 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 Bob leaves, Kerr may say, okay, after this last contract, I'm leaving. I don't want to say. <laughs> Cause I think I think Kerr and Bob are very closely linked. You know, people always think I'm crazy and they think I'm like, you know, I'm not suggesting a blow up of things. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think we can say that the league has on some level caught up to the Warriors and the way that they play. I'm not saying that they're still not hard to beat, but like all the split action and the fucking motion mm -hmm. and all of that bullshit, people are more prepared and equipped to 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 sure. to, to defend that. And it's and like, and the, and their rigidity, like, okay, we're not going to bring in a big. They don't normally do that. We know the Warriors don't make moves, right? Um, in the middle of the season, typically. So the GP2 thing was like a big thing, but they don't make moves. They don't do buyouts, right? These are things we can predict with certainty with them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm and, saying like, I don't mind if it's a new voice. I really don't. And, and in my opinion, all those things come back to Joe first, right? Because the rigidity in the system is directly tied to who's on the roster, right? They're going to run the split actions because Dre and Luna aren't, um offensive threats right but if you get a big in there that isn't james wiseman that can actually finish lobs and provide like a javel mcgee type of vibe i guarantee they would change up their offense a little bit right if they have an auto porter out there 
it makes those split actions and all that type of stuff a little bit more potent and potent and harder to stop. Right. So if Joe's vetoing trades or he's vetoing roster moves because he wants James Wiseman to shine, it severely limits the things that Bob and Steve can do with the roster construction and with the on-court product. Um, so, I mean, I personally think the voices that need to be changed is Joe Lacob's voice, right? He just needs to take his voice mostly out of the decisions, the basketball decisions. And he's not going to do And let the people that. who do it. He's not going to do that, but maybe it's, there might be someone who can get through to him or persuade him or convince him. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that Bob has the power to do that, you know, because honestly, if he's going to be in decisions regardless, then it doesn't matter if it's Bob or anyone else, if he's going to, you know, have the ultimate final say, but sometimes maybe someone else can persuade him. And, and, you know, I understand that it's basketball and it's not like corporate America, but it's still a business. And, you know, companies that succeed and thrive all the time, they change heads and owners and, and management all the time, even when they're thriving, because you just want new direction or new change or something. So I am not one of these people who's like, oh my God, Bob Myers is leaving. Like if he stays, he stays. But I, part of me is interested in the idea of who else they might be able to like go out there and get. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, in, that's fine. I just ultimately think even if it's a new person, if if it's going to come from the top that you do what I say you do, then it really don't it really don't matter. Right, opinion. but I don't like, think we know the extent to which like we know that Joe Lacob like dibbles and dabbles and 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 sticks his head in. But I don't know like the degree of if it's like he really, you know what I'm saying, pushes back or um you know what I mean? Because we know that, for example, he didn't want to, um, or he he was like, should we really pay Steph like this contract? And like Bob's like, yes, right. And so, <laughs> or <laughs> you know, like he eventually had to be convinced to trade Wiseman, and he got there. But we and and I so I guess what I'm saying is like and like look, people know they talk, they hear things. So I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like. If someone new is coming in, part of that person's because like if you go with the same person, like even if because I think with Bob it's a money thing, right? It's a money thing, and they don't want to pay Bob and make him like the highest paid GM in the league, right? So, and then there could be other things, but it's it's largely a money thing, right? So, but if you get Bob, it's more of the same. But you don't know someone else could come in and be like, okay, yeah. But, like, I have to really be able to have, like, autonomy. You know, like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? And that, that, like, that's part of something you can negotiate. Now, it doesn't mean in practice that it actually happens, but that's what I'm saying, you know? And someone else could be more persuasive than Bob, you know? It doesn't mean because, like, Joe Lacob, because it may just be someone who speaks his language or knows how to get through to him in a different way. You know what I mean? So, because I don't know, I don't know Bob's personality. I don't know what he does. I don't know, you know, whatever. And it has to matter. Like, um, you know, when Jerry West was there, he could say threaten to leave. And that was enough to make mm -hmm. them, you know, change their minds. But then when they started winning, winning the hubris, you know, it got the mm -hmm. arrogance it got too big. And then they felt like they didn't need him. And I mean, they might argue they're right because he's gone on to another org. And while he's made great moves for them, none of those orgs, you know, have done anything. Was really just the Clippers, right? They haven't, they've made some major moves, but they haven't won anything. And the Warriors have still won without him. So they're probably like, see, that's why we didn't need to do that. Like, even though Jerry West is still a good voice to have for them, that's validation that they were doing it right. But now it failed. It didn't work out. And so now it's like, okay, we need to reassess things. And so we'll see where that goes. But, you know, if people are not being really introspective, you know what I'm saying? And like, Steph got to be real because there's no way, there's no way you're telling me Steph is looking around because he wants a fifth. Mm -hmm. He wants more rings. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell me he's looking around and not and not like 
Like if Denver goes on to win it this year, because like the Celtics, they they look shaky. Even if they get mm-hmm. out of that series, they look shaky. You know, who knows what's gonna happen with the Sixers after this year? Ain't nobody in the East like the Bucks. Everyone knows that's you know, like that's they might be in the blown up. team again, but who knows, right? So, and who knows if they're even gonna be together right. next season. So it's like, then you look at the West and I still don't think the Warriors, they lost, but I don't think the Warriors believe that the Lakers are like some, some real mm-hmm. big threat to them who they can't beat. I don't think that they think that. Right. right. Um, and the games don't, and they shouldn't. Suggest, right. And the games don't suggest that. And then next year, Braun is yet another year older, you know, and then they also mm-hmm. have contract stuff to figure out because Reeves, and then I don't know, was Dennis Schroeder just like, like, does he have a long contract or was it like just for this year? So they have. I thought it was just for this year. Yeah. Yeah. So they have things they have to figure out. Right. So Denver is really the only team that is sort of like, okay, because like the Suns, you wonder how are they going to be able to fill out that bench? Right. And they, they want to trade Chris Paul, but who the hell wants Chris Paul? <laughs> I don't know if that's his last year. Because I think when they re-signed him, it was like a three-year deal, right? And I don't know if this is the second mm-hmm. or third year of the deal. So unless it's expiring, though, who wants Chris Paul? So they're going to be looking to shop him, but who wants him? He got two more years on his deal. Two more years. Aiden is Not really their only guaranteed, trade though. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden is their only trade piece. And so, I, yeah, they do might you get enough back for Aiden to fill out your bench? Probably not. I don't think so. I mean, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Kevin Durant can't stay healthy for like most of the season. Hasn't shown the ability to be able to, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, are they looking at the Suns as a threat? No. The Grizzlies, uh, well, they'll actually get better without Dylan Brooks, but there's they still have some weaknesses. So I don't think he's looking around like, damn, there's no one. But like, I also don't think he's looking at his team like we can keep doing this. And I'm not saying like, oh, just Jordan Poole. I think he's looking at Clay. I think he's looking at Dre. Like, I know he knows like they need Dre, but I also know he's like, yo, these like, you know? Mm-hmm. Gotta. Be. I mean, everything's on the table. I think everything's on the table. That's what I'm saying. I um, think everything but Steph. I really do. And people are not gonna like that, but everything has to be on the table because it's with him. It's everything starts and ends with him. For sure. Um, yeah, like I said, everything should be on the table. It's just which which path makes the most sense? Which path do you think leads to a sustainable level of success, at least for the next two or three seasons that Steph is playing at this level? Um, you know, for me personally, I think the – you know, the 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 path that has the least amount of risk attached to it is in some capacity running it back with the retooled uh you know the retooling outside of the foundation, right? Retooling out of the main guys, i.e. the starting five, right? Because I mean just basketball wise, it makes sense. And then we also saw it work last season. So you know, you can bring in some new pieces and we've seen with all these other teams, obviously all these other teams don't have Steph on it, but we've seen so many teams like just grab a guy in the off season in a reaction to losing. And then it just doesn't work the next season. And it's just, yeah, but I, I don't know. I was concerned about Clay last year too. It's not like a reaction to this year. And now he's just another year older and my concerns are still the same, you know, and same for, for Dre, sure. you know, it's like, these are not like based on this and it's like, they're going to be yeah another year older. Yeah. So that, that's wrong. my thing. It's, it's not like it's a, Oh, they lost this year. Like, yeah, they just won last year, but that was last year and they're, another year older and this is a contract year for dre and he was not Mm. able to demonstrate that he should get the contract that he's looking for it was a contract year and you were trying to get or demonstrate you should get a certain contract and i don't think he demonstrated that no i mean they all should be getting paid around what wiggins got extended for i think somewhere around whether it's a little bit above or a little bit under i mean probably a little bit under 
for both of those guys, considering their age and considering, you know, Wiggins is probably from this point on, like, just better than them. Um, so, yeah, somewhere, like, just above $20 million a year. I think that's what they will get. Dre probably opts in for this um, upcoming season because he knows beyond this season he's not getting that much more than $20 million a year. And, yeah, give him, like, two two years, 45, both of them. 2026, y'all done. In my opinion, that's what they should do if they can't find something that makes a lot of sense. Like if they can just grab KD from the Suns or something, you know, something crazy that's like, all right, this makes too much sense. Steph gets his legitimate second star and we can fill out the rest of the roster from here and go at it. If that isn't on the table, just run it back. You know, you can potentially shop JP, shop JK if they aren't happy and they want to go somewhere else and you can find some some different depth pieces to go around the core and and, and run it back next season because we just saw even with Clay and Dre being pretty bad for more than half of this series, they were right there, right? They lost 4-2, but the two of those losses were close end of the game losses, one to two possession games. So they were right there to going back to the Western Conference Finals again. And, you know, they would have been at disadvantage against Denver, but, you know, one or two extra pieces that are actually working for you could have been a difference between going back to the finals again and this outcome that we got today. So. Yeah, but it bugs me that in those one to two losses, like that you couldn't trust guys who have like been to a championship multiple times Mm -hmm. to make the right decisions. That's concerning to me. And I don't know what that's about. It is concerning. And And we saw it, we saw it throughout the season. You know, we saw it throughout the season. And I, again, I don't mean to seem like I'm picking on Clay, but I I do think his ego is the bigger concern. He got to check that, or they got to check that in some capacity. Um, definitely started this season with the shot, the shot taking early in the season. We were pointing it out. Um, you know, that that has to be checked over the summer. And what what better reality checked in? getting punched in the mouth in the second round and losing after winning a championship the previous season. Right. If they don't, if, if it's not clear to them at this point, Draymond and clay specifically clay, higher IQ, take better shots, dumb your ego down a little bit. Draymond, same thing. Dumb your ego down a little bit. Don't punch your teammates and set a bad mood for their, for the rest of the season. And stop talking you know. on the back of stuff. Stop it. Right. Stop talking on the back of stuff. That's what annoys I me. Mean, That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those two annoy me for different reasons. They really do. I mean, it all it is all rooted in the fact that, um, like you just said, they talk on the back of stuff. It's like, yeah, you guys are Hall of Famers. You are two of the greatest players of all time. Um, but. You got to understand if your leader isn't acting out the way that y'all acting out and he's the one that's actually delivering most of, if not all of the stuff that has made you guys so successful, then y'all should just follow suit and, you know, do what y'all need to do because they they just like need to look in the mirror. Like Dre love talking about 16 game players. Can we call you a 16 game player right now? Because you're not showing up in every fucking game. Right. You're not he showing up like, in every game. From him and just people, laying people eggs. Keep looking to give Dre a pass. And I'm just watching the whole season like, all I know is you dudes better show up in the fucking postseason. You know? Mm-hmm. I was not one of the people mad at Clay when he was throwing up the four. Because, like, to me, I'm like, I'm going to keep giving y'all the benefit of the doubt. But if you don't <laughs> do, like, if you don't back up and do what you need to do, yeah, the four yeah, never really bothered me because it's. Yeah, I was just saying the four never really bothered me because I mean they got four like <laughs> that doesn't. But what what really bothers me is, you know, like you said, talking as if like y'all just going to breeze through everybody and and then going out and laying eggs. Right. Uh, that's that's what bothers me. If you want to talk about what you did in the past or whatever, 
cool, whatever it's in the past, but you should definitely be able to celebrate yourself and things that you've accomplished. But when you talking the way that they be talking sometimes and you don't deliver in the present, that's when it's like, all right, dial that shit back, bro. Because Steph ain't doing none of that. And he's the one that's delivering. So. And you do get the credit for what you've done. It's, it's, it's not a, like you got to keep reproving it, but it's just like, that's just the way it works. Like you get more leeway when you're still producing, when you're still doing something. And to me, again, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm saying like, I want to ship clay off, but it's like, at some point you got to think maybe a reduced role on the team is better for him. Like Andre Iguodala came off the bench and he closed games, but he wasn't a starter, you know? Now, there is no one right now that I think should be starting over Clay. But if they bring in someone who maybe should, it's like Andre was able to go to the bench, and I get it. He came in, he wasn't on the team and groomed, but he was a starter-level player, and he agreed to come off the bench, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. should be able to do it too if it's for the betterment of the team. Agreed. Like you said last last pod though, like the 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 organization as a collective needs to just check their ego at the door at this point. When they walking out the door to the offseason to Cancun, everybody gotta check their ego at the door. And they and it's like they they preach how this the culture of the team embodies Steph and his personality. And we saw this season in particular how everybody but Steph just started to deviate from that that core character of selflessness and team first and do whatever it takes to win. You know, like you said, started with Draymond punching uh, JP. Um, Joe Lacob, his whole personal goals and aspirations, just taking too much control over the team, roster construction and basketball decisions. Steve Kerr with his ego, as far as like not playing young players and, and just being so stubborn in, in his philosophies and not being able to adjust like uh, other coaches have done. Uh, you know, even JP to an extent, he did get punched, but we can see his, you know, he has an ego to him and that's, that's kind of caused some, some type of issues there as well. And it's, they got to just get back to what made them this dynasty in the first place. And that's just egoless, selfless, sticking to the basketball stuff, doing things that make sense. Right, but those young guys weren't a part of that. And so, and I'm not saying like, they weren't a part of that. And so I don't think you're going to get them to buy into that when they're so young in their careers, you know? It's like, they want to play, they want to make names for themselves. And I don't think they should have to give up the best, and that's not the best years of their career, but it's just like, you Mm -hmm. have a finite time to be a player in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, this is why I I do think what the Warriors are asking them is unfair, you know? So it's just like, yeah, like Jordan, you're playing like doo-doo. So like, no, you shouldn't get on the court, but I, you know, I understand the man's frustration at the same time. Yeah. This is the same stuff we were talking about with James Wiseman to an extent where it's like, you're not allowing him to grow as much as he could and you're putting a tremendous amount of pressure on him and you're trying to box box in his role where clearly he has aspirations and potentially the talent to do much more. Um, so the ego comes with that. And, you know, James wasn't outwardly egotistical or anything like that. But you could you can see that Jordan is very confident in himself. Jonathan Kaminga is very confident in himself. So trying to put them into this box while also not playing them is just a re- recipe for disaster. And if you aren't going to play them, and aren't give them the opportunity, um, then you should probably look to put them in a better situation, at least for them, right? If not, if not for the betterment of the team, give them an opportunity to become the best versions of themselves that they can be, um, because they're not going to be able to do that in Golden State if this type of stuff continues. Hmm. Well, we will see. We will see what happens, you know, but I agree. I think everybody needs to be on the table 
and you know you you do what you need to do if something becomes available because now it's the off season well for them <laughs> not the off season but it's it's they're done and you know we'll see because there's always some surprise there's always someone who becomes available someone who's not happy some like there's always something we don't know about mm-hmm. and then there's stuff that we do know about you know obviously the og and anobi thing is something to monitor it was apparently close to being done or at least was getting entertained and the golden state pulled back their offer i guess or they just didn't like the offer from golden state at the time but that offer can now be changed at this point and maybe it looks a little bit more attractive to them um so we'll see this is a lot of different dynamics that can go on with that particular trade but i do think changes need to be made significant changes how significant we just got to guess see what's available and what makes the most sense but yeah the formula is there they just got to lean into that formula in my opinion yeah um i didn't even see that um kaminga report that dropped like when we had started recording after the game or when, when did when did immediately Shams as soon as the buzzer went off shams let that change go. <laughs> that man is crazy he was holding that just waiting he really was mm. okay well i'm gonna go read that All NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. I'm not sure yet the next pod when me and Justin are going to come back. We need a few days of rest. Um, we be like recording a lot, y'all. So this, this, this is really time consuming. It takes a lot of time. So, you know. This is not no ducking of anything. Like if y'all were longtime listeners of all that, even when the Warriors won the chip, <laughs> I didn't even do right. my like reflection episode for like two weeks. I was like, these are done. <laughs> <laughs> and I, took, I was exhausted. So um, I'm truly exhausted. And um, yeah, we need a few days and then we'll come back. I'm sure more news will come out and, you know, we'll come back and sort of like address it. But for now, it's like, you know, the rest of the playoffs got to play out. And it's 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 been a while since the Warriors. I mean, obviously not that long ago, because two years ago we lost the play in. But it's been a while, really, since like we've had a team that we thought could make a, a finals run that didn't. So, hmm. you know, you're talking about a whole another month of basketball. Um, the Heat advanced tonight. We'll find out what's going to happen in, in, in Sixers uh, Celtics. Uh, and we know, we already know the, the, the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, I think Denver will come out of that. I agree. I will be rooting for Denver to come out of it also, but I think Denver will come out of that. Uh, and then in the East, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, it would be, I guess, sort of cool to see the whole, like, center versus center, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the Sixers have won two games in Boston already, so they're capable yeah, but you know, I don't know what version of Harden's gonna show up. Yeah, I think the Celtics are gonna win. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know how bad it's gonna be, but I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win too. But Celtics Denver Finals that doesn't really move me. You said Denver Celtics Finals doesn't move you? No. Yeah. I mean, I know people I think want you're going to get Denver in the finals. Huh? 
I say, unfortunately, I think we're going to get Denver in the finals, and that no, is I don't mind going to inevitably. But what I'm saying is, like, look, I know, like, they're like people are pushing for like this Lakers Celtics thing, but like that's not a real rivalry anymore. I don't even know like why they're trying to like. It's, yeah. it's not a thing. And I don't think I don't think anything is going to see ratings like the Warriors now that they're out. So I'm going to be curious to see that as we watch. Right. The only thing close to it would be Lakers Celtics, but I don't think it would it would match anything with the Warriors. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think from a basketball standpoint, uh, Denver Philly would be pretty cool to watch after the discussions of MVP for the last right. Three That's what I'm saying. More interesting storylines, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, I like the Celtics. I want them to advance, but I don't think they they just haven't looked consistent and strong. So. Mm-hmm. I don't. They're know. just like how the Warriors were this season. They just got a little bit more talent throughout their mm-hmm. roster, so they make it work a little bit better. And they're in the East, but right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but I I would be curious to, you know, Embiid versus Jokic. You know, Embiid would relish that. Yeah, I think they both would. I think it would be a one of the matchups for. Like an all-time matchup, I think. Um, so that would be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, look, if MB does not make it to the um what to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, people are gonna be dragging him. So we'll see. We'll see what that game is gonna look like. At the end of the day, he's the best player in the series. So we'll see if he'll be able to go into Boston and do mm-hmm. anything. Um If the Heat play either one of those teams, do you think they can beat either one of them? <laughs> Somehow they are capable. Deep down, they are capable of pulling out something crazy. But I do not think they will. Um, but you just never know with that team. Apparently, they can just morph into any team they need to be to beat anybody at any time. So <laughs> that team makes absolutely no sense. They were trash from three all season. Now, all of a sudden, they're just hitting every three. Uh but it, it don't matter. I think Heat or Knicks. Oh, did the Heat close out? No, they Heat did close won. out, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, the Heat closed it out. So the Heat, yeah, they would lose to either one of those teams, I think, probably in five or six games. Will be interesting to see. Well, we'll know we'll know tomorrow. I think Celtics is the only game one tomorrow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. No, they play Sunday. Sunday? As a, now that I think about it, they play Sunday. I'm pretty sure because they wanted. I think Why the NBA wanted both games. I had noticed that Not from sure. the schedule before, though, like that there was no games tomorrow. What is there something happening tomorrow? No, I think they just planned on if if possible to have that Denver Phoenix game seven on Saturday, and it just isn't happening. So they just put. You know, now it's nothing there. But Denver and Phoenix, I don't think so. I think game seven would have been the same day as the Celtics. I believe it was supposed to be Sunday. Oh, then, yeah. Because they both played last night. I remember I was looking at the schedule from before and I'm like, why are there no games on that Saturday? Oh, I don't know. That's weird. So there's no basketball tomorrow? Nope. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. But a part of that Shams um, article, they did mention Draymond Green, and it says the Warriors are intending to... um, pretty much keep him, extend him, or restructure his contract completely after he opts out. Um, and he's been on record saying that he does not want to play past the year of 2026, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he went four more years or three more years, including this one or something like that. So it, it, it'll probably be something around, you know, 70 million over the next three seasons or something like that. I don't know. 
We'll yeah, see. So. We'll see how they do it. They got a big, a huge summer. I mean, this summer, if they do it right, they should be able to compete for another championship, if not win another championship, um, within one of the next two to three seasons. Like by the time Steph is at the end of this current contract, 2026, I personally think it wouldn't be like now it would be a failure if they don't get at least one more. That's all I'm gonna say. You got a player of this caliber, he's not gonna really slow down anytime soon you know barring any injury right knock on wood he should be able to maintain an mvp level at at the very least right i think right now he's at above mvp level like best player in the league level but if he was still just mvp level flat they should be able to uh, compete for a championship two three seasons right next two three seasons they just got to make sure the team around him is championship level and this season they did not deliver that so, I mean, the goal should be to try to get two more, to be honest. So, that should be the goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, if they play their cards right, they can do that. I don't see why not. Well, um, yeah, we'll see. We, we, we will see. Yeah, I mean, we we already started to hear the reports about Draymond staying, so I didn't think Draymond was going anywhere, and we know that Clay has at least one more year, so the core is staying, but they're going to also be exploring trades. And I, I honestly think, if you're talking about, like, who are the safest people on this team, like, I think anyone they can consider, like, unloading, but I would say in terms of level of safety, I would bet it's Steph, Dre, and I might argue it's even Wiggins before Clay. Oh, yeah. I mean, because Wiggins makes half of what Clay makes at this point now. Yeah. He's under, I think he's probably underpaid for his value. Um, and then Looney as well, so underpaid. So they're safe. Like, <laughs> it's the guys who you're looking at, like, okay, it's probably overpay. Jordan, Clay, overpay. So. Yeah, I don't know what they. I mean, do, then the young guys who are. Hmm? I just no, don't know what saying, they and do. And the young guys. The, yeah, but like, is anyone looking at Clay or or Jordan and being like, yeah, you know, I I don't know that they're gonna get great value for them. I think Jordan, you can get pretty good value because he's so young, and there are definitely teams out here that are willing to gamble that don't have championship aspirations that just want a high scoring guard that's young that they can you know build their team with you know you look at a team like orlando has been brought up a lot even the wizards you know where you you potentially send jordan out brooklyn maybe potentially send jordan out um and not necessarily get back a star but just get back multiple depth pieces I think that's a win for the Warriors, depending on who they bring back. But like, like I said, they just got you got skill sets that you need to have filled. They didn't have they had way too many skill sets that were just vacant this season and it showed up and it just made them that's why it was it seemed like one game they're really good and one game they're not good because it's like when their strengths are hitting, they're beating anybody. When their weaknesses are on full display, it is extremely difficult for them to win, and that's why they could not string together consistency over the course of the season and in the, even in the playoffs. So you fill in those gaps, then you have a much better chance of being consistent. I would like the Nuggets to dismantle the Lakers in like five, to be honest. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to watch. They just got so much offense that some of the things the Lakers were doing defensively, it just, uh, I mean, it's a completely different series. Right, there is no Draymond and Looney to sag off. There is no Gary Payton to sag off. Right, like literally everybody that they play can hit a three and will hit the three on you. So it's, it it should be a fun watch, right? I'm we gonna be hate watching, obviously, but uh, and they've been playing so well so far and in rhythm, you know, because I mean even the games that they yeah. went to the to the Phoenix and played, those were close games. It wasn't like you know, mm-hmm. so. This it is, will be I mean, good obviously going to be the best defense they've they've seen, but I still think they got a, a distinct talent advantage throughout their roster for sure. And Jokic is the best player in the series. 
I think so. But I mean, sample sizes and stuff like that can get a little weird. Like Steph was the best player in this series, like, you know, overall, but we can probably say Anthony Davis might have had a better series, right? So it's just Yeah, depends. no, no. I get that. I'm just saying that like at face value, he should he should have the best he should be the most impactful player because he's the best player. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like I also feel confident now in saying that, like, Jokic is probably better than KD. Yeah. And I still yeah. think KD's like a top player in the league, but I just think that, I mean, I think part of like him not being so efficient in that last series was fatigue. So I don't want to like completely just say like that's who Kevin Durant is now. But um, I just think there's some limitations now to him and what he can do. I agree. The, I mean, he's he's done a hell of a job of being able to sustain a superstar level around that Achilles injury, but it definitely zapped some stuff off of him. And he's older. so Right. Yeah, so, I mean... I know there was like some reports that like Braun left every like still wasn't going full force yet because he was like saving it. So I mean I know he sort of like showed out tonight, but I just I don't think you know, we'll see. I mean, especially Jamal Mari at home. Jamal Mari at home is a different mm-hmm. <laughs> animal. Yeah. It's so yeah, so I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, I'm for sure, I'm for sure rooting for Denver and wanting Denver to win because at the end of the day, some damn Laker fans they so excited they back in my mentions again. But oh the yeah, day, they mine too. It's cool though. If you don't make it, like who cares? You 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 in Cancun now, <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't get nothing for beating us. Right. It is what it is, right? You take the L when you believe in your team and have confidence in your team and they don't win. You got to, you know, roll with the punches. It is what it is. On to next season. Y'all not winning the chip this year. It's cool. Right. (laughs) Y'all going to be joining us real soon. It's okay, though. (laughs) (laughs) Then they going to be like, well, we beat y'all. Don't care. You in the right. same place now, <laughs> right? Y'all gonna be just like Clay, right? LeBron yeah. fans and Clay fans, we're gonna be throwing up the four together at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in with us. Um, hopefully, y'all are feeling okay. Like, look, there's nothing, honestly, for this for this team to get where they did this season, despite everything, is honestly. it's 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 a it's a level of accomplishment we know over here it's all about championships so of course we want more but like when you consider the amount of time people missed how up and down the Mm -hmm. season was to get to the second round with basically just a starting five lineup and even then at that point not even all of them playing <laughs> you know, it was like Steph Oof. and Looney, and sometimes Draymond, and sporadically mm-hmm. play, and then Wiggins. Like, like it just—it wasn't all five each night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I'm even <clears throat> as far as like, wow. So we retool, like we said, the design, the dynasty doesn't end; it retools, and um, we'll be back. Everybody's good. There's going to be prepare yourself. There's going to be premature reactions and overreactions. And everyone's like, oh, the dynasty's over. There's no, no. They they said the dynasty was over. They did this before. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they said the Warriors wasn't winning no more chips after 2015 when they lost in 2016. They said the mm-hmm. dynasty was over in 2019. They said it was over mm-hmm. in 2021. Now it's over again. All right. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, one thing we do know, they should be hungry next year. Right. They should be hungry next year. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, if this is the same, if these are the same guys that we've known for all these years, they're going to come back better next season. Every time they've lost other than 2020, where they were legitimately just on injury reserve and still trying to get their roster back at championship contention, they've come back better the season following a loss or an embarrassing loss or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I fully expect them to to do the same this season or next season. For sure. So, yeah. So how are you feeling right now? Uh, Like you said, we're getting in the pod. Like, it's not, it's not like relief. It's just like, oh, okay. It's like, huh. Season's over. Finally. It wasn't a great season. Um, from like we said multiple times during this podcast that we're not enjoying this season. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like a thank, thank you. It's finally over. Obviously, we wanted it to end with a championship, but you don't win them all. Retool, come back better next season. Just like Steph said two seasons ago, you don't want to see us again. You don't want to see us next season. Uh, and they should be hungry. You know, rest in peace to the streaks of. <laughs> Winning every playoff uh, series in the West, winning every playoff series with Steph and Dre and Clay all play and start everything, and winning a road game in every po- RIP to all those. Let's start it up again, though. Get a new streak going. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thanks for tuning in with us, y'all. We appreciate you for rolling with us throughout this season. Um. Yeah, can't tell you right now when the next pod is going to be, but we will come back with something. Uh, But yeah, just we appreciate y'all. So make sure you download, share, you know the drill. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram because we will definitely let y'all know (laughs) when that next Mm episode is coming. But follow us at Golden Spaces Pod. And... um, you know let us know how you feel about the season you know give us a review let us know leave us a rating five stars it's it's appreciated uh so until next time guys until next year but no we'll be back before next year but (laughs) until until next time y'all take care